You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to meeting with you in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast. Each week, we will share bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you, your family, or a caregiver, giving advice and veteran experience on topics that are most important to you. Maybe it's listening in your car, while cooking, or relaxing on your porch, keeping you moving toward your health goals in between our individual meetings and group classes. But hey, feel free to play these episodes for your family and friends as well. We would love to be a part of the conversation. Let's dive in. You are joining in on episode four of a six-part series on the Healthy Plate Method, where in this episode, Seeker shares amazing information on both saturated and unsaturated fats, answering your common misconceptions. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fresh Focus, a podcast where we try to give you some nutritional guidance and helpful tips in between visits. My name is Seeger, one of your Marion VA Healthcare System Registered Dietitians. And we always want to start off the podcast by recognizing our empty chair. Here within the Marion VA Healthcare System, we always start every meeting acknowledging an empty chair in the room to remind us each and every day that we not only serve the veterans that walk through our doors, but also the ones that are no longer here to have their voice be heard. Today, we're going to dive in the topic of fat in the diet. Fat has arguably had the most controversial past of all the macronutrients but carbohydrates probably aren't too far behind at this point. Fat has a very strange and political history, and getting into all the politics and shady science and misconceptions regarding fat could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But today I'd rather focus on the basics and what you need to know to make informed decisions. So fat is one of our three main macronutrients, the other two being protein and carbohydrates, and they are much more energy dense than carbs and protein. One gram of fat will give us about nine calories, whereas a gram of carbohydrate or protein will only give us about four calories. And I want to quickly go over the term lipid, because sometimes that confuses people. So lipid is a general term for fats and oils, and it's often used interchangeably with these other terms. Fat can be found in animal and plant-based foods. And the term fat is often used to refer to lipids that are solid at room temperature, such as butter. And the term oil is used to describe lipids that are liquid at room temperature, such as olive oil. For the purposes of this discussion, we will just use fat as the general term. Now, fat is categorized into saturated and unsaturated fatty acids, and this is determined by their chemical structure. In general, saturated fats are typically solid at room temperature and come from animal-based sources, and unsaturated fats are typically liquid at room temperature and often come from plants. However, there are exceptions to this. For example, omega-3s, which is the essential fatty acids, the EPA and the DHA that we get from fatty fish, those are actually unsaturated. And the fats in coconut oil are about 90% saturated. But for the most part, this is a good general rule of thumb. Now, fat has multiple functions within the body. It is a very efficient and effective energy source. It helps to cushion and protect our organs. It makes up a large percentage of other organs, such as our brain, which is approximately 60% fat. It's the coating on our nerve cells, much like the insulation on the power cord for your phone. 
is where we find many nutrients such as our fat soluble vitamins it helps us to absorb all those beneficial phytochemicals we get from plant-based foods it makes up our cell membranes if you think uh, the lipid bilayer from biology class that that lipid means fat so a cell is made up of basically a fat bilayer it's needed for healthy skin hair and nails and on and on and on i think it's also important to mention cholesterol in this conversation which is also a type of fat or lipid. Cholesterol is used to make various essential hormones, such as testosterone and estrogen. It's used to repair cells. It's a component of the cell membrane. It's also part of what makes up bile, which is the substance created by the liver and stored in the gallbladder that's critical for digestion and absorption of fats and fat-soluble vitamins in the small intestine. So it has many important jobs. But fat is bad, right? That's what I've always heard. Well... Not quite. Nutrition researcher and author Denise Minger once said, the science is often simplified for the sake of a clear public health message. It doesn't help that much of the recommendations on fat had stemmed from some poor science as well as some food industry interference, but I digress. When things get oversimplified and taken out of context, the final message can become quite confusing. And trust me when I say that dietitians get just as frustrated about this as you do but it's our job to help you navigate this information. So let's get down to the info that you can directly apply to your daily lives. Fat is an essential part of a well-balanced intake, but the sources you choose to get your fat from, as well as the overall quality of your diet and lifestyle can absolutely make a difference. So let's start by looking at these. As stated previously, we get fat from plant-based foods as well as animal-based foods. Some animal-based sources of fat include eggs, seafood, dairy, and meat. Higher-fat plant-based sources include things like olives, avocados, nuts, and coconut oil. You'll also find fat in fried foods, certain sauces and condiments, snack foods like chips and sweets, and various other uh, processed refined foods. As with anything diet-related, the first step is to evaluate the source of your food. Are you eating mostly real whole foods from nature or processed refined foods from the grocery store shelf? Good sources of fat are going to come from those whole food options. Let's start with unsaturated fat sources. Things like olives and olive oil, avocados, nuts and seeds, nut butters, and fish for those omega-3s. Although we should not fear good sources of saturated fat, unsaturated sources should ideally be about two-thirds of our fat intake. And if the diet is well-balanced, this will happen automatically. Unsaturated fats provide many benefits within the body and are largely anti-inflammatory. You just want to make sure you don't overheat your oils and you don't leave them exposed to air or light or they will start to oxidize. So yeah, that fancy flip-top oil container that sits on some people's counters is not the best idea because that leaves it open to air and open to breakdown in general. So it's not a great plan. And be careful with vegetable oils in general. They go through a process that involves a lot of heat, chemicals, and pressure in order to be able to extract what little oils are found in plants. This process causes the oils to oxidize and therefore become damaging to our bodies. Olive oil is typically the only vegetable-based oil that is consistently safe. So you want to get a good quality olive oil, make sure it's in a dark container, keep it closed tight, and store it in a cool place. And try to make sure you don't heat it at super high temperatures. You don't want to pass smoke point because that will start to break it down. And don't neglect those omega-3s. Remember, these are essential. Essential means we cannot create them, and therefore we have to get them from our food. If you don't eat fatty fish very often, you might consider a daily omega-3 supplement. 
Now, our saturated fats come from things like coconut oil, butter, eggs, and meat. Saturated fat is not automatically bad. It tends to have a net neutral effect on health, but can go wrong depending on the total quality of the diet and or certain genetic differences. Saturated fats are much more stable under heat and are less likely to cause inflammation than an oxidized vegetable oil. So where does fat go bad? Well, fat can go bad when the overall diet is poor, you have low fiber intake to nurse the GI tract and bind up extra cholesterol, there's excessive refined sugar causing inflammation in the body, you have other sources of damage coming from things like smoking, excessive alcohol intake, poor sleep, high stress, etc. The bottom line is that fat typically only becomes a problem in the presence of poor lifestyle choices and high inflammation. Okay, Seeger, you just wasted multiple minutes on my life that I will never get back, so just tell me what I need to know. No problem. I would love to do that for you, random person. So let's go through this step by step, and then we'll end with recommended intake. So step one, continue to eat real, whole foods, and follow a system, such as the healthy plate, to guide you to a balanced intake. Step two, include good sources of fat, such as olives, olive oil, avocados, nuts, seeds, fatty fish, coconut oil, eggs, dairy, minimally processed meat, and even butter, especially if it's grass-fed and organic. Remember that although we shouldn't fear fat from animals, we should still get plenty of our fat from antioxidant-rich, plant-based foods. Balance is important. Ask the tightrope guy. So step three, avoid the following sources of fat. Fast food, fried foods, heavily processed meats, processed refined uh, packaged foods such as TV dinners and boxed meals, refined sugars and sweets, including sugar from fluids, Highly processed vegetable oils such as soy, corn, and safflower, as well as Crisco and other hydrogenated oils. Now, how much do we need? Well, fat intake can vary greatly depending on the style of intake and macronutrient composition that works best for the person. But in general, it's a good idea to get at least approximately 40 to 60 grams per day, depending on your size. Going much lower than that can start to affect hormone levels and cause various issues. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll leave you with this. What did the probiotic say to the colon? You need more culture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 quite funny. Contact your local dietitian if you have any questions. Did you know the Marion VA healthcare system is providing video appointments? I'm Beth, a VA dietitian nutritionist at the Evansville Healthcare Center. VA Video Connect now makes it even more convenient for our veterans and family members to meet with a dietitian. You can easily meet through a secure and private video conference session with a registered dietitian nutritionist from anywhere using your camera on your phone, computer, or tablet. VA Video Connect operates as a web-based app. It does not require any additional app download. You will need to provide them with a valid email address that on the date and time that is the most convenient for you, you will receive a link to click to connect with your local dietitian nutritionist. Yes, it is that easy. Veterans have said they love the video appointments to be able to follow up with a dietitian right after work or during their lunch break when they did not have time to travel to the clinic. One of my veterans lives about an hour from the clinic and now has one-on-one dietitian support in her weight management journey from the comfort of her home. Please contact the dietitian in your clinic for more information. We would be honored to work with you.